Guten Tag. Willkommen to Vienna Art and Design, the NGV's Melbourne Winter Masterpieces Exhibition for 2011. As you walk through this exhibition, you'll be transported back to an incredibly dynamic moment in history. Vienna, at the start of the 20th century, was a city inhabited by bold and progressive groups of young artists, architects, designers, composers, writers and philosophers. Through them, the sophisticated, though conservative metropolis, Vienna, became a laboratory of experimental ideas, which contributed to the emergence of modernism. Gustav Klimt, Egon Schiele, Otto Wagner, Emily Flöger, Dagobert Pecher, Josef Hoffmann and Adolf Loos were some of the key figures in this artistic revolution, and you'll have the chance to explore their work as you journey through this exhibition. I'm Graham Abbott. Thank you for sharing this unique collection of stories, Vienna, making the world modern. But first, while you're looking through this room, let's go further back in time and explore the history of Vienna, which will enable us to better understand just how radical a force these artists and designers were. Vienna was the seat of the Count of the House of Habsburg, a dynasty that at one point reigned over most of Europe for an incredible six centuries from the 15th century. The House of Habsburg was also the family from which the Holy Roman Emperor was chosen, a role that gave symbolic authority over all of Christendom. The great authority of the Habsburg family was threatened in the revolutions of 1848, when their different nationalities began to assert their desire for autonomy. The story goes that as the revolutionaries marched towards the Habsburg palace, Emperor Ferdinand consulted his foreign minister, Prince Metternich, to ask what they wanted. When told a revolution was imminent, the emperor is reported to have said, but are they allowed to do that? Although the revolutionaries were not successful, the uprisings of 1848 nevertheless ushered in a revolutionary spirit of reform. Vienna was enjoying economic prosperity, a consequence of industrialization and the booming trade enabled by the newly laid railways. Between 1850 and 1910, the population of Vienna increased from less than half a million to over two million, making it the fourth largest city in the world. The city was a melting pot of nationalities. Czechs, Mayas, Bohemians, Italians and Slovenes flocked to Vienna. And the population also swelled through a large influx of Jews, drawn to the city by economic opportunities following the new civil rights given to them after the 1848 revolutions. Like many European cities of the period, Vienna was an uneasy combination of old and new. From the Middle Ages, Vienna had been a heavily fortified city. The vast walls around the medieval city centre had successfully warded off many an attack, especially those of the Turks as the Ottoman Empire muscled its way across Eastern and Central Europe in the 16th and 17th centuries. By the mid-19th century, these thick, fortified walls were choking the city and stifling its expansion. Sensitive to the tensions in the city, the young emperor, Franz Josef, ordered the great moats and ramparts to be demolished. The decision was momentous. 
Vienna was then able to grow, encompassing outlying villages and suburbs. Both the emperor and the citizens were seized with visionary fervour, which led to great feats of urban planning, modern engineering and architecture. In 1860, a map of the ideal new Vienna was drawn up. The new ring-like corridor created by the demolition of the medieval walls was to become a grand street 200 feet wide and two and a half miles long called the Ringstrasse. Along this wide boulevard, the state and its wealthy citizenry constructed glorious new plazas, parks and buildings. The Ringstrasse's universities, opera houses, museums and churches make reference to a dazzling array of weighty architectural styles from the great and bygone periods of Western civilization, including Renaissance, Baroque, Gothic and Classical. <laughs> 